Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas, your co-host, and today we have a unique a unique episode. I mean, this is crazy. Today, I'm sitting here at my pastor friend Nelson Aprigio's house here in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and today... Another man comes inside the door from America. One week ago, he was in the U.S. I mean, I just can't believe this this opportunity that we have today. Most of our episodes, most of our episodes, our podcasts, our interviews are just with me here in Brazil calling someone from the U.S., calling someone from a different country. And today, I'm sitting across the table from somebody. It's an amazing experience. And so today, we're here to talk with Alcir about his recently released book, Rebooting Global Health. And so, Alcir, it's so great to have you here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And just to just to ask a question, when did you release this book? So this book actually came out at the end of May of this year. Awesome. A, a fresh book. And how long did it take you to write this book? So I started writing this book June of last year, and it was a very intense process, a lot of research, a lot of planning, but um, I'm just very thankful to God for the opportunity to to publish something. Yeah, absolutely. And so this book is not a Christian book, just to get that out there from the beginning. Usually we promote and we we talk about Christian books, but his story is so unique. He, a little bit, I heard a little bit of his story before we started recording today, and you guys are going to hear about it as well. And so um, if I can have you take the next five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just share your Christian testimony with our listeners today. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I was actually born and raised in Brazil when I was about eight years old. My parents um, decided to move to the United States to be uh, teachers at this missionary uh, university in Miami. And for me, it was quite an experience. I was the oldest one. I have a younger brother and two twin sisters. And, you know, becoming a first generation immigrant in a new country is very challenging. So I was raised in the United States, went through the public school system, um, you know, I faced a lot of challenges with um, my identity as, you know, a Brazilian American, but also my identity in Christ. I accepted Jesus here in Brazil when I was about seven years old before I moved to the States. But it wasn't until I left for college that I really understood what it meant to be a Christian, you know. Isn't that unique how that happens? It's 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 unbelievable. And, and I feel like sometimes God, you know, pushes you away from your family to mm-hmm. kind of introduce who he is to you mm-hmm. and to show what his um, path is for you. So, Ever since I was a kid, I, I always had this pull and this feel to um, to go into the area of international relations. And God always opened doors and opportunities. Um, in college, that's what I did. After college, I actually had a very difficult moment because I was actually a DACA student. I don't know if you heard of that. I'm not familiar, no. So the Dreamers are, um, through President Obama back in the day, they created this temporary permission for students to receive a work permit and to stay in the United States without mm-hmm. deportation. And I was in a very critical moment in my life where I had to make a decision after college. 
Do I stay in the United States or do I go back to Brazil? And I made the decision saying, look, God, I'm going to put this in your hands. You're the author of life. You know the future. You know my life. And I want you to tell me what I should do. And it was insane. It was at that moment that my mom actually came to me. She saw an ad on Google saying that the United States Army was recruiting um, <laughs> foreigners who spoke who spoke Portuguese to be part of this special program where we would be translators for special forces. How rare is that? It's it's, it's <laughs> God wow, has some amazing. yeah God has has his mysterious ways. So it was through my service in the U.S. military for three years. I was a combat medic. I was stationed in um, San Antonio, Texas. Then I was in South Carolina and then North Carolina. And it was through those moments, those very difficult moments that I saw God tugging in my heart, the desire to enter the field of health. Mm -hmm. And from that moment on, I decided to continue with my education. Um, and I was always very involved in a church. And I always asked God this question, God, I love what I'm doing. You're pu pulling me to this path. What should I do? Should I be a missionary? Should I pursue academics? I, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment that God spoke to me very clearly that he's pulling me to the area of global health, that, you know, it's important for us to, to talk, uh, to, to preach to people about his love, his grace and forgiveness. But it's, I, it, he called me also to help them with their lives, with their health. And that's what inspired this book is how do we empower people from these countries who don't have access to health? How do we give them the power and the tools to make their lives better? Mm -hmm. And to, at the same time, how can we bring the gospel to them? So that, that's, a little bit about my story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm interested just living here myself for two years in Brazil and seeing people try to go over to the U.S. You know, that's a dream of so many Brazilians is to go to the U.S., to to go to school, to experience that life. And so what was that kind of like for you living in Brazil until you said eight years old and then transitioning into the U.S.? So it's actually very difficult. Um, you know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, but my mom said the first day of school, I started crying saying, Mom, please mm. let me go back to Brazil. Did you speak any English? <laughs> Not at all. Wow. And the school I went to, I think like 95% of the students were Americans. Mm. So it was a culture shock and a language oh, yeah. shock. It's either learn or get left behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you tired of wishing and hoping for the miracles that the Bible promises you? Are you looking for answers that will help you discover and unlock the power of God in your life? Miracles Now is a powerful and practical guide to help us walk the path of the normal Christian life in light of the Holy Scriptures. Find your copy of Miracles Now on Barnes & Noble today. In 1958, 10-year-old Joey Baker thought it was going to be just another ordinary summer, but his quest for the monarch butterfly takes him on an unforgettable journey. It all begins with a sign, and then, while lost in the woods, Joey encounters a shadowy figure. Faced with the unknown, a selfless choice will ultimately reveal the truth. Find your copy of The Monarch Butterfly by Kimberly on Amazon today. As an English teacher here, I work with many students who are on the pursuit of an interchange program, and a lot of them are fearful as going into a new culture, of course. Um, they speak English, and so that's a little different. Did you experience any bullying, any anything like this when you went? So it's sad to say that I, I did. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, it, it's it can be a reality in a public school system, but... Um, always reminding myself that my identity is in Christ mm. and that um, he's the one who loves me. 
um, yeah. is what gives me that strength to to continue on. Excellent. Well, thank you again for being here today. And let's talk about this book, Rebooting Global Health. And can I have you just explain just for in a quick brief what this book is about? Of course. So um, this book is about how can we use new technologies and mm-hmm. innovation that focuses on community to empower them to be the force of change, mm-hmm. ranging from your phone, sim- something as simple as an app, to something as as cheap as a drone, to something as interesting as a 3D printer. How can we inspire people to find solutions to their local health problems? So in my book, I talk a little bit about a paramedic in Syria who actually used 3D printing to um, improve and make it more cheap prosthetics for refugees. And I also talk to, I interview an entrepreneur from Malawi Mm -hmm. who was inspired by his grandma who actually unfortunately passed away because of a cardiovascular disease. And he got um, electronics from from a nearby trash, and he actually created a Bluetooth EKG. Hmm. So it's it's talking about how it's important for us to be problem solvers, for us to identify what our situations are. Hmm. In my book, like you said, it's not necessarily geared towards a Christian book, mm-hmm. but the way I see it is the missing piece that a lot of people don't know is how can the Holy Spirit guides us to understand how can we be this love and this mirror and reflection of God's love, not only through our words, but through our actions. And sometimes I feel like maybe that action is in the area of health. Hmm. That's amazing. And have you seen some of this stuff in person? Like the 3D printer you're saying to print the prosthetics, all of those things, you've seen this in person. So I've actually have a 3D printer and I I played a little bit with it. Um, I got (laughs) some free uh, resources from this paramedics um, organization. They have uh, open open source uh, schematics so you can play around with it. But um, in the Army, I worked a little bit with uh, updating the clinic's uh, technology. So I did a lot of... um, contracting and reaching out to vendors to find new innovative technologies that we can use in our system. That's amazing. Have you seen a 3D printer in Brazil? So I haven't yet. Okay. Literally yesterday (laughs) we saw a 3D printer here in Badawadi. My first 3D printer in Brazil. It's, it's unique. It's really cool that, that you're working with projects like this. Can you tell us some other things that you're working with? What is this book? So Rebooting, what does that mean, rebooting to you? So the the idea of the title rebooting is that we have this traditional thought in global Mm -hmm. health that international organizations and governments are the ones that provide solutions to the people. Mm -hmm. But this this idea is different. Why don't we actually empower the people to make the choices, to make the decisions, to lead the innovation and the revolution? So it it strips away the the bureaucracy, the, the dependence on this massive system and actually gives the people the ability to make these life-changing choices because it does impact them, their daily lives. Another part I see here in the book, you're saying part three of your book, changing the status quo. What is the status quo of global health? So the status quo right now is they're changing more towards a community-led approach, right? They're trying to say, hey, for example, in Brazil, how what 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 is unique about the Brazilian population health? Mm-hmm. What can we do to kind of like make sure that they are able to to make that change and make that impact? That's a good status quo. But an even better status quo is teaching the people the skills and inspiring them to make the changes. Just like I said, the paramedic in mm-hmm. in Syria and the entrepreneur in Malawi. Have you noticed that this is difficult for people that grew up in the mindset of Brazil or those other countries to change? 
Is it difficult to see this? I think it is because the way the international system is kind of set up right now is that um, a lot of the first world countries, if I could say mm-hmm. high income countries like United States, Canada and Europe, a lot of the research and development, a lot of the focus is on them. So automatically they don't receive a lot of funding. They don't receive a lot of support, a lot of these developing countries. Yeah. And because of that, they, you know, unfortunately it solidifies this mentality that the, either they're not able to reach that kind of platform where they can be, you know, a voice or have the change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is difficult. It really is. So that's why I, I, I hope that my book can kind of inspire people to take these next steps to push towards this new direction. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so curious because in the United States, we don't have a free healthcare that I'm aware of, right? Yes, no, we okay. Don't. <laughs> just to make sure, just to clarify, because I didn't think so. Here in Brazil, there is free healthcare available. And I don't know what other countries this is available to. Maybe you can tell us, but what is that like? What is your opinion on this? Because from my perspective, being an American in Brazil, um, the free healthcare system, I have my own opinions and I'm not quite sure if I, if I like it. I'm not sure how to feel, how I feel about it. And so what about you? What do you think? So that's a very good question. You're right. In the United States, we do not have free health care. It's, uh, it's very difficult. Uh, one of the reasons a, a lot of Americans actually come to Brazil is to seek cheaper and better quality care. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I see the, the way the system works is that um, it, it's a matter of quality and quantity, right? Mm-hmm. You can have this free health care to everyone. But if the quality isn't there, are we really impacting the population health, mm-hmm. right? And then you have smaller countries compared to Brazil's population like France or even Canada where, you know, they also have like the system of free healthcare, mm-hmm. but the quality is a little bit better. So right now the push in global health and international relations is to this concept of universal healthcare. Mm-hmm. That everyone in the population should have more equitable and better access to care. Mm-hmm. And we can only hope that these governments can, you know, kind of shed away corruption, shed away bureaucracy to ensure that the proper financing is in place and there's better quality to make sure that people are healthy. Mm-hmm. Where's the accountability on that? So unfortunately, right now, the accountability is on the government, mm-hmm. right? There's only so much <laughs> international, <unfortunate>. <laughs> there's only so much international organizations can do. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where the power of the people comes in. If the yeah. people are the ones who hold the government accountable they have to stand up and they have to demand things to make sure their their lives are better Mm -hmm. wow it's 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 interesting in the u.s do you think that we should move towards this i i honestly think so i i have a lot of contact with the immigrant population there in the united states Mm -hmm. and it's very sad to see that there are a lot of people there who are very unhealthy um who actually don't go to the doctor because Mm -hmm. they they are afraid of two things you know they're afraid of um as you know the department of um they're afraid of USCIS, which is immigration. Mm-hmm. But on, on the same time, they, they're afraid of this very big bill that they will receive. Yeah. So um, the way the system works in America, I feel like it, it stops people from actually seeking care because it's extremely expensive. Um, and we're not getting as healthy as we could be with all, you know, the advanced medi- medicine that we have there in technology. Yeah. And we got to talk about it because we're involved in it in our global ro- world right now. What do you think about the COVID vaccines and all of that? So I think it's um I think it's very difficult uh for for us to kind of perceive how how the vaccine intervention is going right mm-hmm. every country um has different systems and every within every country there's different political systems right mm-hmm. As, uh, you probably know what's going on in America the same way of the things that are going on here in Brazil yeah. um with a christian perspective i see that you know the same way that god empowers pastors to preach the gospel 
um, teachers to teach the doctrine. I feel like God also calls people in the area of health, mm-hmm. right? God empowers them with the skill set, with the intelligence, with the ability to impact health. And sometimes I feel like we we need to take that into consideration whenever we um, we we perceive the the COVID vaccine, for example, mm-hmm. right? So instead of listening to false information, we should trust them. We should pray for these people in power who are Christians mm-hmm. who are directing. Of the direction of our nation. And that's difficult. That's more difficult to do. It's easier to point fingers and judge than it is to pray for them. That's You're exactly true. right. Wow. And so I want to take the rest of our time today and just get to know you a little bit more for our listeners to hear from you, to find out where to buy this book here. Is this book available on Amazon? Yeah. So you can find this book on Amazon. You can also find it on Barnes & Noble. Excellent. And we'll find some of your social media links here in a few minutes. But um, to take the rest of our time today, can you just tell us a little bit more about this book? What is the most important things for our listeners to know today to, to purchase this book? Yeah. So one of the things that I think you would really enjoy in this book is that this is not an academic book. This book actually has examples of things that you can do as a normal person wow, to that's, take the, that's good that's huge yeah to take something first, i can do right i'm exactly. not in the medical field but what's something i can do that's good. exactly like some some practical steps that you can do as a student or as a government leader or as a business owner mm-hmm. to make sure that we start heading in that direction so um I, I encourage you to get this book to look at some of the things that you can do or you can inspire around your community um that are very practical um that can help definitely change the direction of uh, global health mm-hmm. and one question for our audience what is one thing I can do personally today to change global health. So I think that one of the biggest things that uh, some you know someone can do um, out in the population is making sure that they are um, a problem solver. Right? Mm-hmm. Identify what are the problems. Sometimes the problems that we personally actually encounter we have digital solutions for, or there is another innovation somewhere else in the world. So if you're able to, number one, identify where your problem is, and number two, try to find a solution, even if you don't provide the solution, find people in your community who can provide the solution, is becoming this person that gets all these random pieces of the puzzle and you start putting them together, right? So that's, if more and more people can do that, then we can have a faster approach in in rebooting global health. That's excellent. My last question for you, you, we were mentioning that God calls us into the health field, right? Calls us into that area. And so how did that work for you? What what do you feel your purpose is, your value to to this, to your book as well, to the global health? And how are you going to use your Christian life, your Christian walk to to communicate this? Of course. So the way I see it is, you know, God worries about our soul, right? Because um, that when we, we die, we either go to heaven or hell, right? Yeah. But also at the same time, I feel like it's, uh, for me as a Christian, is my responsibility to also love with our actions, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, unfortunately, there's a lot of communities who are stuck in, uh, stuck in this um, pattern of poverty or a pattern mm-hmm. of bad health. And it, it, it keeps going on for generations and generations and generations. And sometimes all they need is an opportunity. And the way I see myself in this book going on forward is um, my dream is, is to, to work for uh, in the area of global health, but also be a missionary, mm-hmm. to preach the word of God, but also provide you know, health solution for them. Yeah. So that way we can care take care of both of the soul and both of the body. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That's amazing. As a, as a missionary myself, that's a wonderful thing. That's something I can't provide is global health information as I go. I can just, I mean, not just provide the gospel, right? That's a wonderful thing. But that, to me, that sounds like a complete package, right? Going to those countries, helping people with health and bringing the gospel message. It's, it's so incredible, the message that you carry. So again, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And can I have you in the podcast with a prayer? Of course. Well, thank you for having me. So God, thank you so much for this amazing time that I spent here in this podcast. Lord, we know that all the people who are listening, God, that you can speak to their hearts. 
I ask God that for those people who are listening, that you can inspire them, that you can speak to their hearts and give them the direction of where you want to take them, Lord, that they can be voices, voices in the wilderness, Lord, of the gospel, of your love, your faithfulness, and your mercy, and they can spread not only the gospel, Lord, but also spread um, information, God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And one more question for our listeners today. Where can we find you? Where can we find more information from you? A Facebook, a YouTube, an Instagram? So actually, you can access uh, some information on my book on my website, which is alciersantosneto.com. And uh, very soon, I'll be uh, publishing a website called rebootingglobalhealth.com. And you can find information on the book as well as what you can do to get involved. Sounds great. You guys can find that link below. Thank you so much. See you on the next one. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.